0: Come on in guys.
1: there welcome back to another episode of talking llama without matt hambitch tonight it can only be jared as matt is out of town uh serious serious business he told me specifically not to mention what he was doing so um i'll leave that up to your imaginations but i will do my best to fill everyone in on everything that happened and some of my own personal takes on the episode. Um, you can tell this is, this is going to be a very, very, uh, heartwarming and optimistic episode of talking llama tonight. We're covering survivor season 44 episode number three. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll just get right into it. Um, because I don't have anyone to ask me if I have any initial takeaways. So, uh, we start off back at Tika's camp. Um, Carson is ecstatic. He pulled off his first blindside. Wow. Yep. Big news. Uh, Not sure. Not sure why people get, like, this, this jacked about pulling off blindsides now because modern survivor pretty much requires that every vote is a blindside. We've seen what happens when you just go up and tell someone that they're going home usually means they don't go home. So nice job, but let's let's not get too wrapped up in the whole blindside thing. Um, yeah, kind of a big survivor bucket list item, but this is something that everyone who still watches the show expects to see. On a weekly basis. Um, Yeah. Next thing. uh, Well, we have to reassure Sarah that she's not on the bottom because very clearly she is on the bottom and she does not really believe anyone, especially Carson. She's suspicious of Carson that he's the most liked person there. She even says, I trust him the most out of everyone on the tribe. So why would everyone else not do the same thing um and uh carolyn update uh she is quote unquote playing survivor so yeah that is two instances in about the first three minutes of the show where we have contestants again telling us uh how excited they are to be doing things that you would typically do on survivor playing the game blindsiding people this is i don't know what it was about this tonight but it just it's it's really getting to me like how much the things that we see every week are being played up as really cool special things i'm just um, i'm not there right now i can't suspend my disbelief anymore to pretend i did not know that's what i was going to see but Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's an insight into Tika that we needed to see after last episode. Um, not, not really complaining about anything they decided to show us here as far as like conversations go. It's, it's, um, yeah, all, all stuff that is not necessarily surprising, but, um, gives us a little look into the tribe dynamics, post-tribal council. So, uh. Then we go to Ratu and, uh, is singing the Canadian national anthem. Uh, yeah, gets, gets a nice round of applause from the rest of his tribe. And then we get to hear him talk about all things fantasy and how he wants to be a hero. And, uh, he wields a sword. And I mean, I'm, if you were to tell me, this is what I would see tonight out of Kane. uh, I may not have believed you, but then again, we don't really get to know anyone too well these days. It's it's just, yep, here's this birdcage and uh, here's what we're doing with it. So I guess that's good to know about him. I don't know how it really applies to the game, but yeah, a little background information on him to get us started at Ratu. And then we learn that brandon is a renaissance man that is not just about all things fantasy but all things he just does everything he's like he's like a real life debbie Warner, uh like a real human version of debbie yeah uh he cooks he wakeboards he dives uh Obviously, he was a football player. He's a pilot. I mean, I would I would love to see that gimmick resurface, just going in and changing up the uh the profession on the bottom of the screen every time we see Brandon, see how many people catch on to that. Because clearly he is a man of many, many talents. Uh, but again, I'm, you know, I complain about. Not getting to know the characters very well and I guess we're we're a little more informed on two people at Ratu so if you're giving us information about these players as people then I'm not going to complain well I still might I'll only complain a little bit but mainly because the information that we got was not really specific to how they're going to play Survivor uh, okay, and then we'll wrap it up at Saka um we've got Matt and Franny again. This is gonna be a thing i'm I'm kind of liking it. It's a little bit different. You haven't seen one of these like couples slash duos um, I know they haven't really like gone too far into the whole romantic side of it, but yeah, um, haven't seen like a a couple or duo. this I guess set this early. And um yeah, it's it's kind of a new a new thing as far as like the new generation of Survivor goes. So something to keep an eye on. Um, but then we get more into the the idol situation again. And we see that Danny has now decided to put the fake idol back in the cage with half of the original letter. Great play. Great play. Uh, Not just, not just, you know, making sure that it looks like nothing was taken out of the cage, but thinking ahead, hiding the key again in a believable place, putting a note in there um, with the fake idol when Matt does eventually find it. And um Matt is Matt is thrilled. Matt is on top of the world when he finds what he thinks is the real idol. And for me, this is probably one of my favorite things to see on Survivor. It is knowing something as a viewer that the person on the show does not know and watching them just Filled with this enthusiasm that eventually will come crashing down in a moment that we will be anticipating for a long time now. I'm I'm really excited to see how that eventually turns out. Uh and this also it it gets me I'm I'm officially a fan of Danny. He's he's a little goofy, um, but not always a bad thing and i think he has shown that he definitely has a strategic mind although you know he may go about it a little bit differently than some people a little more like um fun loving way but he has been really entertaining so far big fan of what he's doing as far as gameplay goes to um so yeah once once matt has this fake idol uh Danny this is maybe the most questionable decision but I understand what he was trying to do Danny goes up to Matt in front of Josh uh, and just basically calls him out for putting something in his pocket when they were all going to look for the key to the cage and originally Matt denies it in front of Josh tells Danny that he didn't want to confess it in front of Josh and then goes to tell Josh on his own I kind of would have liked to see what happens if it was just Matt and Franny that know about the key uh, along with Danny knowing that they both know about it but also being the only one that knows that it's fake but yeah eventually I mean this this gets out to the entire tribe through word of mouth so mission accomplished by danny for what he was trying to do in painting a huge target on matt and lifting the attention off of himself which he does i think explain to us um specifically in a confessional so yeah that was um that's what's going on at Sokka. and um yeah have a good look at the three tribes at the beginning of the episode um, got to hear Josh talk. That was new. Heidi appeared on our TV. Uh, so yeah, things, things are looking up as far as getting to know some of these players. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of time with the tribes early on, which yeah, I've, I've advocated for that more and more. Um Again, some of the stuff that the producers decide to put into those show from these tribes, I think they could maybe use their time a little more efficiently. But we do get a good chunk of time with each of the tribes Uh, before we even get into any challenges. We go back to Ratu and uh, we have a throwback scene where Jamie decides to eat a worm. That is another survivor bucket list item and again i mean it's cool that they get to act that out on the show but it's just it's a little i don't know it's a little tired um just basically tuning in to watch people like cross off their own personal things and not like play the game hard that's that's well it's pretty clear at this point that's what my main uh, my main determining factor in a good episode and a good season is but uh yeah jamie eats a worm um and <laughs> best best part about this is she opens her mouth to show her tribe that she swallowed it not a food eating challenge no need to do that but appreciate it um Yeah, I forget. Oh, no, this is bad. I forget who the other one was who followed her along with it. She said she was doing it to like show her kids. I think it was Lauren. Um, Yeah. So there's just another another moment on there. Um, She tells us that she is born for Survivor. So I guess we will see if that comes true later in the season, but that initial shot in the dark play episode one may lead you to believe something else. We do learn something useful though. uh, As far as like the inner workings of the tribe go. And that is that Matthew and Jamie have a close relationship. That's the kind of thing that I would love to see more who is close on these tribes, who's going to be working together and that's very useful going forward um not just that but Matt's fake idol is found and um yeah this is this is going to be another developing story um as we move along in the season um yeah in my notes i guess i did not Now I can't even think of who was the one that, Oh, it was Jamie. Yeah. I think it was Jamie. Um, so Matt knows that it's fake and he's working with Jamie and she thinks it's real, which is kind of weird that the only person (laughs) that would have the idol, um, is one that you're working with and you're the only one that knows it's fake. So I don't really know what information you can do with that or what, uh, What you can do with that information but matt is matt's definitely competent player he's he's seen a ton of survivor he's built survivor replicas i mean if anyone in this tribe would know what to do with that information it would be him so again kind of setting the stage at some of these tribes for things to come um as the fake idols are discovered uh let's see all right well Time for the challenge. Uh, no reward challenge. Just no reward challenge this week. It's just the immunity challenge. And uh, I mean, I'll describe it. It's uh, challenges. It's not really not really my thing. What specifically they do in a challenge. It, it's a survivor challenge. There's water. They jump off a platform. They swim. They have to push a cube underneath uh A pole with a key on it knock the key off or get the key go to the next pole do the same thing and then um dig under a log unlock your puzzle platform and then uh finish it off with the classic floor four block stack with different colors on each side so ongoing theme claire sits out Another challenge, and Jeff, once again, does not let it go under the radar. It's Nothing really happens here. It, it doesn't seem like a big deal. She's basically saying, like, we've decided this is what's best for the tribe, and this is what we're going to do, and I'm okay with it. Um, Yeah, you kind of come to your own conclusion about maybe she just doesn't want the heat on her in the immunity challenges where it's going to draw attention to her. If she performs poorly, um, maybe she wants to sit out in case there's any advantages that come up, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing now and it's out in the open that Claire is pretty much not doing any immunity challenges. We get underway in the challenge. Once again, Tika looks bad. It just looks bad um they're slow they're the last ones to get their keys off of the poles um matt hurts his shoulder again so i think this it might have come up last episode where he said i didn't really care about my shoulder i just knew that i could do this oh yeah it was the it was the challenge where you need to work the ball up the board and um yeah, he was the one that his team put on it, and he said, yeah, my shoulder is hurt, but I know how to do this, and I wasn't going to let the team lose. So he aggravates his injury and um, doesn't really seem to come into play a whole lot, but could be something to look for um, if if we continue to get some physical challenges. But yeah, Saka and Ratu up first at the puzzle platform, but... Uh, Tika actually ends up making a big comeback. Ratu gets it done first, and both teams decide to go back and try and copy what Ratu has done. And um, yeah, Tika. Tika avoids another tribal council and remains at four people for uh, the duration of the episode live to t- live to play another week uh so Saka back to camp franny has a little little bit of breakdown goes for a swim getting a little anxious um danny you know decides to call out not not to her face but among some other players on the tribe claire being a weaker challenge player not that we would even know if she's a weak challenge player, but just that she is not really contributing to the challenges at this point for a team. Uh, But his word to Claire is that it's going to be Matt because Matt doesn't have a vote. Claire goes to Franny and tells Franny that Matt's the vote, which I guess if you were in on voting Matt out, you definitely wouldn't want to talk to Franny. So um, yeah, Franny counters trying to get rid of Josh. She says that Josh is cagey and, um, hard for me to say as a viewer, I, I haven't really seen a lot from Josh so far, but, um, I mean, they're obviously spending more time with him. Maybe they've seen that. And, um, eventually we find out that Claire doesn't really trust Josh either. Um, and when it comes to her options for, who to vote out Uh, you know she wants Danny or Josh out because they're the ones going after her but she says that Danny is not is not really a threat because she's not sure he has a brain Uh, (laughs) meanwhile he has an idol and has given a fake idol to Matt that Matt believes is real so pretty good irony there uh yeah, not not a lot though going into tribal council. I mean, it's I think Heidi was the one at the end. It was kind of up to her which side she was going to vote with um but aside from all the idle stuff that happened early on, I was not a lot of this really kept my attention. Uh just it's I guess maybe it's more that I didn't really care who went as long as it wasn't Danny but I just wasn't really engaged here I mean um you know I was kind of hoping it was not going to be Claire because we've seen her set something up uh now yeah I forget who it was that she was talking with while they were sitting out the challenge but um she was asking information from another tribe about uh sort of like uh what happened when everyone came back from the journey um and how the situation with the advantages played out so yeah she's she's one of the ones thinking ahead in the game and it, it would be nice to keep her around that's really where my mindset was um pre-tribal when all this was going on but we get to tribal and it's the third time we've seen a tribe like all three tribes now we've seen them go to tribal and we're still getting just the googly eyes oh it's tribal council and jeff says when your fire is gone so are you and franny's eyes just pop out of her head and her brain maybe explodes a little bit because this is, this is the most incredible thing that any of us have ever seen in our lives, even though we've seen it every survivor episode since
0: 2001. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that's, that'll be my venting about that for now, but even jeff is like check out our gargoyles that we have here this is this is pretty cool huh yep yep it was, it was cool the first two times we saw it too no need to show us this again i'm again i'm i'm very happy for these players that they get to have all of these experiences on survivor i just don't need to see it over and over and over again i am under the assumption that all of them think it's awesome okay we're clear on that everyone when it comes to strategy at tribal council is trying to play it cool uh but claire just comes out and is like uh no we've we've all been playing the game since the beginning there's nothing slow going on here everyone's thought of who they want to vote out by now um and then we we dive more into the is it a problem that Claire is sitting out all of these challenges and then another thing that we talk about for the 500th time in the history of Survivor is well what what makes a strong tribe is it physical strength or is it having people that you can trust around so mm. let's yeah let's spend 2 minutes of this episode trying to figure that out because I can't remember if we've talked about that before. Yeah, we definitely have. We have heard that discussion over and over again. Um, you, I mean, at this point, just bring Stephen A. Smith into tribal council, have him ask who's better, Michael or LeBron. Let's, let's just have that conversation while we're at it too. All right. Well, um. Honestly, to me, I I don't know what Matt would say about this, but kind of a nothing tribal council. It was. I didn't really learn
0: anything about the tribe. Uh. I was never really like. I guess it was never really
1: a question to me of who was going home. I mean, what ends up happening is. Claire plays her shot in the dark because obviously that is the I guess that's the obvious thing that's going to happen Um, so yeah not not much thought provoking here so she plays her shot in the dark she is not safe and all the votes go to her and we have a unanimous Claire vote out for our third elimination of the season. Never mind. Scratch that. We are on. Wow. Yep. Four. So, uh, yeah, going back to the start of the episode, I, I obviously said season 44, episode three. But um, yeah, episode four four voteouts. as you can tell um i've been highly invested so far um oh no 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 i got that wrong um yeah we had one evacuation so that's why there's four people gone this was episode three and um yeah i'll i am officially having a conversation with
0: myself through you so uh yeah Claire unanimously voted out um not yeah i i guess that pretty much wraps it up for
1: episode content um i guess overall my evaluation would be that it was really average there i mean there's not much there's not much that i hated it was just a lot of kind of annoying trends continuing to happen but at this point it it probably doesn't even do any good to like point them out because they're just going to continue doing it and you probably don't want to hear the complaining on a week-to-week basis. So, um, I'll keep telling myself that, and hopefully I will show up more positive next week. Uh, um, Yeah. So, now that... I think this is going to be probably a shorter episode than usual, but um, I did want to add a little segment in here for some... Listener questions. Gotta gotta fill the time somehow. You know how much I love my survivor, especially the new seasons. So um yeah, I, I figured this would be a good way to maybe bring up some new topics that that don't get rehashed um week to week by Matt and I. So um yeah. We'll we'll start them off. We only got a few, but uh yeah, we have
0: we have question number one um, from chris kuna chris kuna
1: thank you chris kuna for the question um this is one that i i talk about a lot chris asks if you had complete control as a producer of survivor what types of people would you cast and what would your general rules for the game
0: be great question chris
1: i if i was the producer you know it's nice to have a variety of people on the show uh i would prefer different personalities rather than just different looks but i i guess if you can try
0: and give the the most different types of people
1: um as far as like what the yeah as far as what you think they're going to give you on tv that would be a good place to start but i think maybe even more importantly i would cast the people who i think are going to play the game the hardest and want to win the most I really don't think that's too much to ask. That is what's and that is what is going to end up making the best season if you have the most competition. So, this is this is a thing that's true. Obviously, as a sports fan, I want to watch the highest level of any sport. I, you know, like if we're going to use like a soccer analogy, yeah. I I don't want to spend my time watching the MLS if I can watch something like the Premier League. Personally, don't watch either one, but I definitely would not be watching the MLS if I was a soccer fan for that reason. There's more competition in the Premier League, and that is what I want on Survivor 2. I think that is the fastest way to make the show more compelling as far as the strategy goes. So thank you, Chris. Question number two
0: from... An anonymous listener.
1: With the new era of Survivor being so much more challenging than the old era, how do you think some of the older Survivor players would fare? And how would some of these new and better casts fare with the old, easier Survivor format? Oh, good question. Good question, Uh, anonymous listener.
0: Okay. Um, well,
1: uh, I, I rip on the new players and the casting a lot, but I think they would have some advantages, um, if they were intermingled with some of the older players, I think, um, Oh, I think some of the more savvy social players from the earliest seasons would do really, really well on modern seasons of the game. I, when I think of this, I'm, I'm thinking of like Suri would be phenomenal. Um Sandra, I think would win again, maybe easier, if not as easy as she did, the first couple of times like she someone like that has enough personality and like i guess like enough like thorns in their personality to not come across as just like a universally loved person but also has the social ability to get in with like any group of people and go with the flow of things, which now basically, with all of these like crazy advantages and challenges thrown in, you're just trying to survive the game. And like I I didn't even realize that as I was saying it, like, yeah, it's survivor, but like you're trying to outlast the other players originally, but now you're just trying to survive survivor. And I I kind of hate that. But I think Sandra and Suri would be really, really good at managing the game even if all the advantages weren't coming to them like they're magnets like some of these new people uh, have a knack for doing Um, I think some of the older players that would struggle would be the ones with the bigger like more dynamic and clashing personalities like Russell and Boston Rob Uh, I just I mean now like you can get voted out for anything now. I mean, you you can get voted out for not participating in a challenge. Not like losing the challenge for your team, but just not participating in the challenge that was lost for your team. So I would imagine some of these new casts would find very easy, quick reasons to dump guys like that and get them out of the game um so yeah that would be the i guess that kind of answers both sides of that but um as far as like yeah how would some of the
0: new players do on the old seasons i
1: man i think a lot of them have the personalities to make it a long way but if you go back and watch some of those old final tribals I mean, there's, I think pretty much everyone from the current seasons would be at risk of being considered a goat. Like, there's, there just don't seem to be a lot of, like, huge moves made now. Um, And again, I mean, that could be a flaw in the game where basically you just have to try and survive the game. So, like, if you're playing like a huge game on top of that it's going to be really hard to make it to the end without anyone just calling you out and and voting you out before you do it so yeah i i think the the newer player would yeah probably be more likely to last longer in the game than the old player but there were some there were some tough juries back in the earlier years and like mid mid I guess like series seasons where I, I think of someone like I've talked about Sherry before um, from Karamo and fans versus favorites and I mean she like she didn't have you know a, a warm welcoming personality necessarily but she was making moves that we're putting her in a really good position to go farther in the game. And she got to final tribal council and everyone just dumped on her for not playing a big enough game. So I can't imagine that most of these new players would live up to the standards that the older seasons of of survivor would require um, of their winners. So Yeah, that'll probably do it for that question. And then, um, yeah, last question. Question three uh, is from uh, a listener with initials CF. CF, okay. Um, If you were on the show right now with the current castaways, who would you choose to align with and who would you target to get out? I've been thinking of the first part to that question. And I think I have three people that I would probably choose to align with. Two of them would be Matt and Franny uh, for the reason that, it's a, it's a known thing that you really shouldn't be obvious about who you're aligning with early on, especially if you're a guy and a girl who can have like a perceived romantic connection as a, it's just a bad idea, but they're so transparent with how they do things that they don't seem to mind a ton. It's just out in the open that they are playing together and the people that I am aligned with, I would want to have the most information about. So I'd say them. And then also for a similar reason, but not the same as I would probably want to align with Matthew because he's a good player, but he's a logical player that you can predict. And I think, I mean going through the cast I I was I was having problems figuring out like who's who's a logical player I mean I think Sarah would be another good
0: candidate um maybe Heidi I I don't know but that's that's the
1: type of person that would appeal to me the most um but yeah, not not a lot of options. I think that tells you a lot about the casting is that like I'm not
0: seeing a lot of like
1: a lot of logical gameplay so far. I mean, it's like all wild cards. We haven't seen a ton from many of the people on Sokka. I mean, like Danny is kind of like a dynamic player. Heidi was on the fence today. Josh don't know a lot about him. Carson loves the like craziness of aligning with Carolyn and Yam Yam. Um, I mean, I don't Carolyn and Yam Yam, they're obviously unpredictable uh from what we've seen so far. Jamie certainly I'm not going to pe- to be able to anticipate anything that she does uh kane questionable at best so far for like
0: just tactical gameplay um yeah i uh, yeah i'll go with i'll go with matt franny
1: and matthew so um well yeah, I think that's that's probably enough for now for the uh the questions. Um we'll call it good there. And um yeah, maybe maybe something we'll throw in from time to time. Just um trying to mix it up a little bit from the usual weekly routine. But um yeah, that is it for talking llama. Uh, Survivor season 44 episode 3 and for my well, the host Matt Hambich I will say we will see you next time for another scoop of the Crispy